Welcome to A House in the Air, a podcast of testimonies from people living in unconventional homes. Their stories wave together the hopes and struggles to find financial stability and freedom in the land of the American dream. I'm your host, Paola Escobar. I just want to let you know that this episode was recorded surrounded by a bunch of kids. So you're going to hear their voices uh, throughout the episode. I hope you don't mind. This is our fifth episode, and Brian is our guest today. He lives with his son, Chance, in his trailer. Hi, Brian. You live in an RV, right? Yeah. Since when? Uh, 2000. 2000, wow, mm -hmm. 20... 22 years. 22 years. Yeah. All the time here in the same place? in the uh, Almost all of it, yeah. Before? Where, where before? Um... Simi Valley, um, Antelope Valley, but mostly here. Also, and, Fraser Park a little bit. And why did you why did you move? Like from when when, when do you? Well, when I first started, the first park I went to was only temporary, so you could only stay a couple weeks and then you had to leave and then come back. And then the next park I stayed, you could stay for six months, but then you had to leave and then you could come back. Um, And then I found here. Right. Yeah. What uh, What was the decision process for you to? Well, I was I had an apartment in Burbank, and but I was working out here in Santa Clarita on a television show for HBO, and I had to be at work at four o'clock in the morning every day, and I didn't like the drive, the commute, and so I had always wanted to build a, a bus, you know, convert a bus into a motorhome. And I had already bought one, and it was already in storage. And I was trying to work on it on my spare time, but it wasn't going very well. And then, I don't know, one day I just got up and I measured my apartment. From the couch to the TV was about 10 feet. And from the bedroom to the balcony was about 40 feet. And that's almost the same as the inside of my bus. Right. And so I just decided, you know what, I'm going to... I'm going to move out of the apartment, I'm going to put the bus in an RV park, and then I'm going to work on it while I'm living in it. That way I'll, I'll get things done faster. Right. And then I just fell in love with the lifestyle and I never went back. And what what makes you fall in love? I mean, what are the things that you that you enjoy about? Well, there's, oh, there's so many. Um, well, one of the things that happened right before I made the decision is uh, the girl that lived across the hall from me, Uh, somebody broke in and robbed her apartment. And so the police came and they asked me, did I hear anything? Did I see anything? Did I know anything? And it occurred to me that she had been my neighbor for about four years, and I didn't even know her name. And, uh, and, then, when I, and then I realized since I had lived in the RV park, I had only been there for a few months, and I already knew the name of like 25 people. Right. So it's very, very different. Um, and I'm outside. Another thing is when you live in an apartment, you go to work and then you get off work and maybe go to the bar or whatever. And then you go home always inside, inside, inside. And that's it. And then you wake up the next day and do it again. But here you're outside as much as you are inside. So even though you live in a small space, really not that much smaller than a, than a one bedroom apartment, but you're outside outdoors much more. Right. Um, And so I fell in love with that part too. Um, I like, as you can see, I like to watch sunsets. Right. Uh, I never did that in the apartments. Mm -hmm. um, I like to have campfires. Um, 
there's just, I mean, the benefits are endless, really. Uh, the price is a lot cheaper. Um, you live in kind of a small, dated community, even though it's not. It kind of is. And here, you know, of course, we have a, a giant pool, a nice jacuzzi, a convenience store. Um, all the bills are included in one price. Uh, what's not to like? Every, like every, I've been doing, I've been living here, like I said, 20, over 20 years. And about every three or four years, still, I go out into the marketplace and look. Say, maybe I want to put it in storage and get it like a two-bedroom apartment. But then I see what, what, they're, what they're offering and what they want. And it's not worth it. It's you know, crazy. It's, so that's why, if, like I said, three years from now, I'll do it again. And I'm sure I'm going to find the same thing as now. Right. And just keep doing this. Right. Like, how much was your rent when you... When I came here? Yeah, when you came here. 660. Yeah, I got approved here and Valencia Village on the same day. Mm -hmm. uh, Because I had applied to both. And I was waiting for something, and they both called on the same day. And this was 660, and theirs was 760 or something like that. And their spaces were a little nicer, but way smaller and closer together. And they have a lot of Magic Mountain traffic. And uh, lots of rules, and I don't know, they just seem very uptight over there. And then I came over here, and it, I saw a lot of kids, a lot of families, more relaxed. Not quite as nice, but more relaxed and less expensive. And I said, okay, I'll take this one. Mm -hmm. uh, because I have to stay within working distance of, I still have to work in Burbank, whether no matter where I live. So I can't go too far. Mm -hmm. um, and this is the nicest place that I could find and still be able to go back and forth. Right. And so I've been here ever since. <laughs> right, 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 right. So you started living in a remodel bus that you that you remodel yourself? Yeah, yeah. So you put all the... You took out all the seats and put in a queen-size bedroom and a bathroom and a shower and a kitchen. And did you hire someone to do those or no, you did it yourself? No, I learned to do most of it myself as I went along. And every once, every couple of years, I would rip it all out and do it again. <laughs> <laughs> like when, when Chance was born, I ripped out the kitchen and then I made a nursery. And then when he got bigger, I made like a small bedroom for him, but he outgrew that pretty fast. And then when he got bigger than that, then I took out my queen size bedroom and I put in bunk beds for him and me in the back. And then he got bigger. And now, this is my first RV. I've never owned an RV. I've only had the bus. Mm -hmm. um, so now, yeah, six months ago, I bought this. And how do you like it? I like it. I miss my bus. Why? Oh, uh, My bus is a 20-ton stainless steel fortress. Uh, you know, it's huge, and it's heavy, and it's quiet, and it's nice. And this thing is made of aluminum and plywood. I don't know. It's nice to have more room. He has his own bedroom now. Um, it's nice to have all the new appliances. Everything works. That's pretty cool. But, you know, I can hear what my neighbor is watching on television. I never, in the bus, I, you could stand outside screaming. I wouldn't hear you. And most people knock on the door of the bus. I didn't hear them. You have to pound it. Yeah. You know, it was, very, it was airtight. It was soundproof. It was nice. But it was never going to have slide outs. It was never going to have a second bedroom. It, it was just never built for that. Yeah, I think so, with the RVs, like these things that pop out. Yeah, so made, this, this made has all difference. four pop-outs. The bus yeah. had none, and it was never going to have any. Yeah. So, yeah, it's different. I miss the bus, but 
you know, this thing, like I said, it's lightweight. You can feel the wind. You can hear people outside. You know, the walls are very thin. But it's it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, he's, I just, I bought it for him because he needed his own. But, mm-hmm. so. but yeah, it's all right. And what are the disadvantages of living in an RV? Not many. Um, just the, the constant threat of eviction is always hanging over your head because the way the laws are written, you're still a transient. You know, the, the police can come in your house if they want to because it's a motor vehicle. Uh, they, you know, the management can call the sheriff and have you evicted. It's just, it's not, you don't have the same rights. You have some, but not the same as a mobile home and definitely not the same as a house or an apartment because you're, you're basically a, a transient living in a motor vehicle. So the laws are very different. So there, there's not as much security, but it's not really a big deal. Um, especially once, you know, I've set down roots here, which they don't let people do that anymore. So my child is registered for school in the district. I'm registered to vote from this address. I can prove I've lived here over two decades. So they, they can't really do to me much of those things but if I were just starting out in this lifestyle that's a drawback you know at, at any moment they can just tell you oh, okay you gotta go on you're like well oh, shit, what do I do why because they don't accept people to stay more than six months or right right as and soon as you you can if you don't stay more than six months then they have the right to do all those things yes, to you because they do that to keep you transient so that so that you can't say I've lived there because once you've lived somewhere for a year two years you start to acquire rights. But if they can keep you and they said, no, 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 he lived here for a few months, then he lived here, then he lived here, then they keep you transient. And that way they always have that power. Uh, if they let you sit still for too long, they start to lose power. And so most parks, to be honest with you, when I moved here, I was kind of surprised because I had already been to parks that were already doing that. And I thought they were all like that. So when I came here and, and Ray was the manager, and he was like, no, you can stay as long as you want. Like, wow, that's cool. Um, but as you know, as you can see now, they don't do that anymore because it's harder to get you out, and they don't like that. That's the only, that's the only real drawback that I've found. Um, I thought, like, maybe my kid would get picked on at school because he lives in a trailer park or something, but that's never happened. Um... That's about it. There's, there's not too many drawbacks. It's what about benefits. what about the space? The amount of space you have, or uh, yeah, I can afford bigger, but I mean, I've got the biggest RV that they make, the biggest trailer that they make. So I mean, I can't I can't get any bigger. Um, but if you're used to living in small spaces, and I am, then it's okay. And my son is born and raised in it, so he doesn't know any different. Um, Yes, it'd be nice to have a big house and a piece of land and all that, but I don't plan on dying in California. I don't plan on staying in California. Why? Uh, California is too expensive. Uh, they tax you to death. They steal your pension when you retire. This is a great place to make money, but as soon as you retire, you need to leave. Uh, otherwise, they'll take it all away from you. So Nobody I know when they retire stays here. They go to a better state and live a more comfortable life on the money. Because otherwise, California will take it all back. Um, but it, like I said, it, 
it's a great place to make money. You make as much as you can, you save as much as you can, and then when it's over, you get out. So, that, so they don't take it. And another advantage, too, is if you don't like your neighbor, you can move. You know, that's always been. I've lived in this park you know, over 20 years. I've lived in about seven spaces. Oh, really? Yeah. I used to live right there by the propane. I used to live in the back. Uh, I used to live over here. Um, yeah, you, you know, if you, like I said, if you don't like it and you see a spot open, you can move over there and see if you like those neighbors better. You know? <laughs> that's Which fun. is not something easy to do when you're in a house or an apartment. Right, right. Um, yeah, there's a lot of advantages. Yeah. Would you imagine another like place where to park your your RV other than like maybe getting some friends and with some friends buying no, land or things no, like that? More the, the dream always. I've had this dream, and a lot of people I know have. Where you know you you buy a quarter acre of land in Virginia, and you buy a quarter acre of land in Florida, and you buy a quarter acre. You know you can buy a quarter acre of land for five thousand dollars. And then just leave it, and then just I live here for a little while, and then I live here. You know, it's just my little piece of property. But it, that dream never works out because you can't find a small piece of land that they'll let you do that on. They're always they, they're zoned for something different. So, you know, I've I've thought about that from time to time. I'd love to have an acre here and an acre in, in Florida and an acre in New York, and then just move around as I feel like it. But. I don't know anyone who's ever made that a reality. Right. So, um, there are some people that live on friends' land or family land, but I don't even plan on staying in an RV once I'm retired. Once once I'm retired from working here, I don't have to live like this anymore. I just do it so I can stay in Los Angeles and work and and live affordably, live a good life on the money I'm making. And where where are you gonna? Where do you imagine retiring? Um, I. I've been looking around right now. I have I have my eye on uh, Deadwood, South Dakota. Um, I have my eye on a, a place in Florida, and also a, uh, where I'm from, upstate New York. I'm from the Adirondack Mountains of New York. I might go home. I don't know. It, de it, it a lot of it depends on what my son does, where he goes off to, um, and then I'll figure out what I'm going to do. Or I may just live the rest of my life on cruise ships. Just get off one and get on the next one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. But do, when when you imagine retiring, you, you do you imagine still in an RV yeah. or in a regular apartment? Probably or? not. Um, I might though. Like I, I'd still love it. I'll, I'll again, I'll assess the situation um, and see what's affordable. Whatever provides me the best lifestyle, um, I'll take it. Uh, if I find a nice apartment that's affordable, then I'll do that. But. I have, I have no problem living in an RV, especially by myself. Now it's right. huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now you have so, all this. Yeah, yeah. You don't have any problems with now space. It's, yeah, it's only going to get bigger. So. Right. Um, no, I don't have a problem with that at all. Nice. Yeah. So you see, like, the regulations that are not, like, very supportive of this type of lifestyle or something. Well, like for a full-timer, yeah. They don't make as much money off of us as they do from the, the campers, but there's not enough campers to run the park, so they have to have us. Um, but it's it's a semi-contentious relationship. Like I said, they they want to have the power to put you out at any time, and that sucks for anybody to have the power to do that to you. Um, so that's like I said, that's always over your head. You always have to think about that. Like, oh man, if I make somebody mad, then I'm be homeless. 
so that part sucks but buying a new rv helped because now i can go wherever for the next 10 years i can go wherever i want because a lot of parks have the a 10-year rule they won't let you in with an rv that's older than 10 years for safety reasons or whatever reasons um so that's kind of comforting knowing that I, that for the next 10 years i don't have to answer any questions i can just go and i can afford to go it's just a pain in the butt i don't want to do it yes. but i could if i had to but I, I just don't like the feeling of somebody being able to snap their fingers and tell you to go. No, definitely. You know, that, that part kind of sucks. But that's the only thing. And like I said, I've been here long enough where they, they can't really do that to me. Or, I mean, they could, but I could, I could stall it for a long time. So, right. Yeah. Well, that's about it. Mm. Thank you so much for mm-hmm. sharing your thoughts. You're welcome. Yeah, but no, same like it happened with our interview with David, Brian and I continue talking. I was trying to do more video interviews, uh, mm-hmm. but people were like a little bit of reluctant of um, showing their faces and right. kind of showing publicly that they live in an RV or something like that. And then when I mentioned like um, audio interviews, it seems like everybody was much more comfortable. Yeah. And I also feel that part of the issue is that people feel shy about like living in an RV itself. I, I imagine that's true. I don't, I can't really relate to that because I don't feel that way. Um, but yeah, I, I imagine there are some people who maybe thought they would, especially the retired people, who maybe thought they would have ended up better. You know, they must have screwed up somewhere or something. And so they ended up here, but they don't enjoy it the way I enjoy it. They're maybe not here by choice like I am. Um, they maybe can't afford to do something else like I can. So it's, it's, it's hard for me to relate, but I, I understand they exist. I don't know who they are, but I imagine there's people here who, who ended up here and aren't happy about it. And so yeah, yeah, you, are, may, you may have a hard time interviewing those people. Yeah, that are not like that feel that is like a like this like is for, yeah. for some type of people yeah, living like, they like this, but yeah, lost or, yeah. or people that are like outsiders yeah. of society or things well, like that. Or I tell you, when I first started doing this, I I didn't I did wonder myself what it is like to live in a trailer park. I had some of those thoughts too, like oh man, it's going to be all like white trash and drug dealers and. You know, whatever, I, I guess maybe from some movie I saw, but I was like, oh, Trailer Park is a bad place. But it didn't take living in one long to realize that it's not like that at all. In fact, many people in here are living quite well and doing well and could do something else if they wanted. They choose this. But like I said, there are others who maybe were very successful in life and screwed up. You know? yeah. And now they're not happy to be here. Yeah. I can imagine that's probably true. And also, do you think it may be generational? Like, maybe if you are... Possible. A little older, maybe it's... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I see more people... In the 20 years I've been doing it, more people have come into it than were doing it before. Um, this place used to have tons of open spaces. Really? So, yeah. All the parks did. But now, a lot of people are buying RVs and living in them. And that's the other thing. RVs, until you go into a modern RV, you have no idea how nice it is inside and how roomy they are. And, you know, um, yeah, a lot of people have these preconceived notions. And then once they walk into a Montana or something, they're like, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> marble floors and heated towel racks. And you're like, oh, this is really nice. Right. You know, and then they understand. 
until you've experienced it, you don't know. Definitely. Um, so I came into this with a lot of those notions too, but I got over it. But I imagine somebody that's from a higher station in life or, or maybe from Wall Street or whatever that ended up here maybe not happy. <laughs> yeah, or so, proud that like, their or, friends yeah, see them. Yeah, they're ashamed of it. Or, ending yeah, their days. like. Yeah. And, I'm sure that that does happen. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, I don't want to end up in some tiny studio apartment somewhere with no money and eating food off a hot plate. I would consider that a like I messed up somewhere. Right, right, you know, right, so right, right. Maybe to to some people that's what this feels like. Uh, that's too bad. And do you see a lot of? I mean, what type of people live here? All types. That's that's the first thing you notice is you could you can have somebody barely getting by living right next door to a multimillionaire and living you know a, a doctor living next to a guy that works construction next to a guy that you know they're all different kinds in here we have fbi agents we have highway patrol we have people that make movies we have retired people um we have people that work at the lake we have you know every different type linemen a lot of linemen uh coming here um it's very diverse very diverse And are there a lot of uh, immigrants here? Not as many as there used to be, um, because not really anything of the parks doing. More, uh, they're having much more trouble getting loans than they used to. They're having much more trouble illegal immigrants mm -hmm. uh, getting uh, through DMV, uh, getting the registration and the insurance that they need um, to do this. Um, when I first started doing this, yeah, the parks were almost completely immigrants, um, and probably half of them illegal. Um, but they, over the years, they found it harder and harder to keep up with newer vehicles, registered vehicles, insured vehicles, uh, driver's licenses, whatever. Um, or they would go home to visit their family, and now they can't get back across because the border laws have gotten tougher, so... Over the years, I've seen less and less and less and less um, immigrants doing this. Um, yeah, that's changed a lot. This park was almost 80% Hispanic when I moved in here. Oh, really? Yeah, and now it's maybe 5%. So, yeah, that part has changed quite a bit. Okay. So, what is your favorite part in the, in the park? My favorite what? Part. In the park, this oh, bench. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm known for the pool. I love the pool and the hot tub. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I, I never really complain much around here unless that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really enjoy that big hot tub and that, and that nice pool. Yeah. Um, that's my favorite part. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much. Sure. And this is it for today. Thank you for being with us in one more episode of A House in the Air. This is made by me, your host, Paola Escobar, with music of Martina Jordan. See you in the next one.